Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. There are millions in this world who are craving. If you were here last week or you watched our service online, you heard me talk about uh, a thousand people. And what I meant by that was simply this. I believe, I have believed for a long time, I still believe it. In fact, I believe it now more than I ever did before, that there are a thousand people in this capital region like you and me that want to know Jesus in the way we know him, that would want to be baptized in his precious name if they knew it, that want to be filled with his Holy Spirit. I believe there are at least a thousand other people in this capital region. So I'm not going to go through all of the details again, but last week I specified that there, with Schenectady County and all the surrounding counties, I think I put down the mileage, I did, 2,434 square miles of land space, and there are approximately three quarters of a million people that live within that, 750,000 people, and I believe out of 750,000, there are at least 1,000 of them like us that want what we have. Don't tell me that we can't do it. So let me go over something with you. How many of you ever heard of, uh, you last week, I'm not going to try to read, I probably will, but I'll I'll try not to reiterate too much, but last week I talked to you about the concept of ask, 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 ask. You remember that? You got to keep asking. They teach you that in sales. You want to make a sale. You can't take the first 10 no's as the final answer. You ask number 11. Because sooner or later, you are going to find somebody that wants what you have to offer. And I'm here to tell you that you will find somebody who wants to know Jesus the way you know him if you keep asking. Can you say amen? amen. So I want us to ask. Now, how many of you ever heard of the, of the rule, the six degrees of separation rule? Raise your hand if you've heard of that before. A lot of you have heard about the six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation, what that is, it's it's statistics. And those statistics tell us that you are six degrees away from anybody else. All right? For instance, I'll give you an example, okay? You know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who is personal friends with Donald Trump. Did you know that? Am I right, Dan? You know a little bit about this, don't you, Dan? In fact, Dan's got some other figures. The reason I know that is because Sarah Warner was telling me all the facts and figures that Dan has figured out on the six rule, the six, the law of, what's it called again? Six degrees of separation. All right? Name a person. Somebody name a person. Famous person. Name one. Throw one out. Who? Elvis. He's dead. Is he? Is he really dead? Some people... Some people claim they see him. They've seen him here and there. Name somebody that's alive. Who? Bill Gates. You know somebody who knows 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 Bill Gates. But you don't know who those six people are. So you got to start asking. And so you finally get connected with the person. Listen, there is somebody 
within this capital region area of 750,000 people that wants to know about Jesus Christ the way you know him, and the only way you're going to find him is to keep asking. And so finally that person connects you with that hungry soul that needs to be saved. That's how it works. And so what you have to do is you have to ask, 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 ask. And if every one of those was a no, what are you going to do? Ask. So here, listen, we got, we got Easter service coming up. Before you know, Easter's going to be here. Um, I would like to, I'd like to pack this place out for Easter. Why? So that I can say we had a full house on Easter? No. So that I can introduce Jesus to people who are lost and will go to hell except that we connect them to Jesus. That's why I want this place filled. Can you say amen? Do you realize that if every one of us asked, just invited six people to come to church between now and Easter, now last week I mentioned that you ought to invite someone, start inviting them now so that when they say no, Invite them again next week. They say no. By the time you get to Easter, they'll say, all right. <laughs> if you promise to stop inviting me, I'll come. <laughs> if every one of us, and listen carefully to this, if every one of us invited six people to come to church, do you know that we would have put out over 750 invitations to come to Easter service? If every one of us that already come here asked six people to come to church, there would be 750 people that have been invited to come to church. And out of those 750, how many of you think will actually show up? Why, if a hundred of them showed up, what a glorious success that would be. Can you say amen? We need to understand what we're working for, what we're striving for, because somebody, millions, is the song still up there? They took it down already. He's putting it back up. He's working out. Sorry, Phil, I'm throwing them around here. Millions in this world who are craving, but they don't know who it is they're craving for, and you and I do, and we got to ask, 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 and keep on asking until we find that hungry soul that God wants to fill with his spirit. Praise God. And I know, the, I know the six, I'm going to get into my notes right now, but I know the six, how many invitations did I say? Six degrees. Six degrees. How many of us, if every one of us asked six people, you're thinking, well, that would be 750, but you got to, but, 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 but pastor, don't you realize some of these are kids? Some of these people you're asking to ask six people are kids. That's true, but chances are you folks that have kids know families that have kids, so your one invitation is really a family of five. See what I'm saying? If we all just do our part and keep reaching out, we could bring people into this place for Easter Sunday and let them meet the Savior. Go ahead and clap. That's okay. I'm not putting the scriptures up on the screen because, again, today I have uh, quite a few scriptures to read for my opening text, but I am reading from Luke chapter number 9. And I am beginning here with verse number 11, but when the multitudes knew it, and I want to emphasize here that the word is multitudes, 
Multitudes knew it. They followed him and they received them. And he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came to him and they said, send the multitude away. That's interesting, isn't it? This just popped out at me. The Bible says in verse 11 there were multitudes, and then the disciples said there was a multitude. I'm not even sure we see how big this thing really is. We're looking at a multitude, and really there's multitudes. I just threw that in. The day began to wear away. The twelve came to him and said, Send the multitude away for they may, that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, You give them something to eat. <laughs> you give them something. Well, what do I have? How many of you think you're little and nothing? How many of you think you have nothing to offer? How many of you think there's a lot of better people in this world than you, and especially even in this capital region, a lot of better people than me? People that are smarter than me. There's better preachers than me. There's better looking people than me. There's smarter people than me. I don't know that anybody's got a better wife than I have, but other than that, there are better people. That just earned me a good meal this afternoon, didn't it? See, gentlemen, how you do that? You paying attention? You give them something to eat. They said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men, and he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50, just in case you're not involved in a small group, in a life group. You need to be. Even Jesus broke them into small groups. (laughs) Sometimes you get fed in your life group. If you're not part of a life group, see Sister Shoshana, would you? Uh, let's see. So he broke them down into groups of 50. He said, and, and they did so, and he made them all sit down. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven, and he blessed them, broke them, and he gave them to his disciples to set before the multitude. <clears throat> and so they all ate and were filled, and 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. They started off with five loaves and two fish, and they took up 12 baskets full of leftovers. <clears throat> Interesting. I want to carry on with my theme that I've been preaching from since the new year, and that is, why have you come? We talked about why the wise men came. Uh, We talked about why Mary came. Last week, we talked about Mary who came to pour her, her oil on the master because she wanted to worship him and thank him for forgiving her sins, and I've been asking, why have you come? Today, I want to carry on with that theme and asking you why have you come, and one of the reasons I want to know is if you came because is your basket empty? <clears throat> is your basket empty? Let's talk about that for a moment. The disciples here in this story wanted to send the people away into the villages to get food. They wanted to send them somewhere else, and the reason they wanted to do that <clears throat> was because they noticed that nobody had any food with them. Nobody had anything to sustain themselves with, and so they wanted to send them out to get it somewhere. And Jesus did something very much out of the ordinary. He said in verse 13, you feed them. You do it. There's a multitude. There's multitudes of people, and there are 12 of you. You feed them. 
And of course, the disciples' first response was, we don't have enough food. We don't have the ability. There is no way we can do the job that you have put before us. That number one, there's only 12 of us. Number two, we've only got enough food. I'm not even, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Five loaves and two fish. Could you imagine the first lady inviting 12, 13, excuse me, 13 full-grown men over for dinner, sitting them down at the dinner table and putting two fish and five loaves of bread on the table? Thirteen full-grown, twelve apostles in Jesus. Thirteen full-grown. There's not enough food just for them, let alone 5,000 multitudes of 5,000 men, multitudes of people. What is two fish and five loaves? Let me tell you something, okay? What is this little group right here got that would feed this entire 750,000 people that surround us. We're focusing in on a thousand of them. What does little old Maranatha Ministries have to offer a thousand people? I'm telling you, plenty. Because it's not wrapped up in who I am and whether I'm a good preacher or not or whether she's a good singer or not or whether you're good looking or not. It has everything to do with who is in our midst. Jesus can meet the needs of a thousand people if we will bring them. Praise God. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven he blessed and he broke them and he gave them to the disciples and to set before the multitude. And they all ate and were filled. Listen, I don't care. Right now we have two services a day. I don't care if so many people are coming that we got to go to three services or four services or one on Saturday night and five on Sunday. I don't care what we got to do. We have the ability to feed as many people as come. We will never be overwhelmed. Why? Because our God is well able. The little bit I have to offer isn't enough. My two loaves of bread and five fish, or five loaves of bread and two fish, and who cares how many loaves of bread? I don't have enough to feed this multitude, but I know somebody else that's here. He's the miracle worker, and he can meet your need while he's meeting your need, while he's meeting your need, while he's healing your body, while he's fulfilling your request. Our God can do it all. Thank you, Jesus. So I have a question for you today. He took those five loaves and two fish, and he looked up to heaven, and he blessed and broke them, and he gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. They all ate, verse 17 says, they were all filled. They were all filled. So I want to know, the theme of my sermons have been, why have you come? I want to know why you've come today. Why have you come? I think some of you have come because you're hungry. I think at least one of you have come because you're full. Somebody brought five loaves and two fish. Somebody did. Somebody was full. Somebody had a basket full. 
and they brought it to Jesus. They came full, and they were willing to share it. But the majority came empty, and I'm asking you, why have you come? Have you come because you're full and overflowing with thanksgiving and appreciation for all that God has done in your life? Have you come because he has blessed you and poured out blessings on you that you can't contain? Have you come because he has done things for you that, are, that, that blows your mind? Or have you come because your life and your heart and your soul is so empty and it's dry and it's parched and if something doesn't happen, I don't know what's going to take place. I don't know if you've come today because you're full or if you've come today because you're empty, but I'm here to tell you, whichever reason it is, Jesus is the answer. Praise God. Now, 750,000 people outside these four walls are trying to satisfy the hunger of their soul with various other things that do not satisfy and they are empty, and they are broken, and they try to fill it, and they try to deaden the pain, and they try to drink it away, and they try to smoke it away, and they try to drug it away, and it's just not working. And listen to what the Bible says in, in, uh, in Micah chapter 6. It says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, Love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. But 750,000 people outside these four walls, for the most part, have rejected. I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, have rejected God. So listen to what the Bible tells us in verse 14. Here's what's going on right now. While we're in here worshiping and praising and feeling the Spirit of the Lord, this is what's going on inside four walls of people's homes all around this area of all of these counties of three quarters of a million people. You eat, but you're not satisfied. The things you're doing to try to satisfy your soul isn't working. The bar rooms aren't doing it. The drug dealers aren't satisfying it. The false religion isn't getting it done. The world's philosophies and the ideas, and no matter how good they sound to the human spirit, they do not satisfy the longing of your soul. You eat, but you're not satisfied. You sow, but you don't reap. You tread the olives, but you don't get any olive oil. My friend, Jesus can fill your basket with the little bit that I have. He can take it and feed the multitudes with it. So I have a question for you. I'm going to wrap this up right now. I have a question for you. Why have you come? Have you come because you want to hear the words of Jesus and you have just enough food for yourself to come and thank him for the blessings he's poured out in your life? I've come to praise him. I've come to magnify him. I've come to say thank you, Jesus, for the blessings you poured out in my life. I'm on top of the world. There might be somebody here like that. 
I got a feeling there's more of us that came for the other reason. Because my basket is empty. Why do I say my basket is empty? Have you ever considered this? How many baskets did they fill up of leftovers? Anybody know? Twelve. Where did they get twelve empty baskets from? To fill them with leftovers? People probably had them. They came out to hear Jesus with an empty basket. Because nobody had any food except for one kid. I say probably 11 empty baskets. Probably people carried 11 empty baskets out there. And I say 11 because the 12th one probably had the kid's food in it. The, two, the five loaves and the two fish. So one basket was used and, tw- and 11 of them were empty. Let me tell you something. All Jesus needs is just one of you to touch the throne, of the, to, to touch the throne room. He just needs one of you to touch the hem of his garment. And he can take what's in your basket and fill the empty baskets of everyone else that came. My friend, when you realize and look in your basket and say, I've come to thank him for his blessings, remember that while you're doing that, he can multiply your blessings and share them with the person that's sitting next to you who's empty, their basket is empty, and they've come because they're hungry, they're thirsty, they're dying, and they need a touch from the master. They need what's in your basket to share it. Somebody ought to clap. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to say, Jesus, take what I have, bless it, and shed it across this county and help me find somebody that's hungry for you. Oh, Jesus, 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 if your basket is empty, hang on, because somebody here has a full basket, and I would not be offended right now as I'm speaking if somebody with a full basket got up from where they're sitting and came into this altar and said, Lord, my basket is full. And I want to put it into your hands so that everybody that has an empty basket can be filled also because, hey, wait one second. Wait one second. Don't you worry about giving up what you have and giving it to somebody else and going home with nothing. Because when Jesus was done, there was more left over than what they started with. Don't you worry about coming right now and saying, my basket's been filled, I've been touched by God. Don't you worry about coming down here right now and saying, Lord, you've blessed me, you've touched me, you've given me so much. I just want to come and put it into your hands because somebody, God is going to take what you have, put it into somebody's life who's starving, who's broken, who's struggling, who came here today with an empty basket. They came here today broken. They came here today discouraged. They came here today despondent. They came here today ready to give up. Jesus can take your contents of your praise and bless them with it. Why don't we all come? 
empty, full. Why don't we all come today? Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.